You'll be all right, won't you? asked Gloria, with the familiar anxiety that people so often manifested as they left their house in Thea's care. Blondie's going to pine for a day or two, I'm afraid. She's an awful wimp. Blondie was a white Alsatian, with a habit of curling her lip to reveal immense teeth. It's her way of smiling, Gloria had explained. Don't let it scare you. Thea wasn't scared. She was extremely fond of dogs, even ones who appeared to be snarling at her. Blondie was gorgeous, her coat thick and clean, her big pointed ears demanding to be played with. I expect Hepsy will cheer her up, she said. Hepsy was a cocker spaniel, thoroughly accustomed to sharing quarters with assorted creatures in a succession of houses. She had a checkered history behind her, in which she had run off with two absconding dogs, helped to find a missing snake, quailed at abuse from a parrot, and endured the contempt of a number of cats. Rats, however, were new, and she found them deeply alluring. She stood to attention below their cage, wagging her long tail vigorously and emitting small yelps of excitement. Gloria had watched worriedly. Would she kill them, do you think? Thea paused. Not once she gets used to them and realizes they're pets, she said bravely. The thing is, we generally let them out for a run in the evening. They'd miss it if they had to stay in the cage. The awkwardness had been palpable. The shepherds, quite understandably, had jibbed at the presence of a strange dog for this very reason. Gloria's affection for the domesticated rodents was plain to see. Here, thought Thea, was a trophy wife who had brought some of her earlier interests with her into this affluent Cotswold environment and good luck to her. Thea had made firm promises about keeping her spaniel under control and never letting dog and rat come together. But Hepsi's behaviour on this final morning of departure was not creating at all the right atmosphere. I'll shut her out of the room when they have their run, she promised. I assume Blondie's all right with them. Oh, yes. She thinks they're miniature dogs, apparently. They run all over her sometimes. Thea eyed the rodents speculatively. They were pale in colour and had palatial quarters in a room at the back of the house. It was furnished with a wall of shelves containing books and ornaments. A large table on which a Royal Worcester set of china was arranged, in a display that was surely seldom seen by visitors, and carpeted with a faded wool Persian affair that looked as if it could have been handmade five hundred years ago. Did the rats not nibble the books, or knock into the china, or pee on the Persian? Gloria pointed out a sort of trail around the room that was the rat's habitual exercise run. You just open their door at about seven and leave them for an hour, she instructed. When you come back, they'll have gone into the cage again of their own accord. It's fun to watch them, but you don't have to. I expect I will. They do seem to be friendly. They'll ride on your shoulder if you invite them. Thea smiled tolerantly, thinking she was unlikely to make such an invitation if only because her dog might take real exception to a shoulder smelling of rat when they snuggled together in the living room on Christmas Eve. Philip Shepherd turned out to be an incorrigible list-maker. Although he left it until after his wife had taken Thea through everything verbally, before presenting his ten printed sheets of information. Blondie's bedtime routine figured prominently. Turn off the light in the living room, 
and say, Time for bed and whittles. She'll go to the back door and you let her out, watching that she relieves herself. When she comes back, give her a small biscuit from the blue tin and leave her in the kitchen with the door closed. The rats got half a page of their own, echoing much of what Gloria had already said. The locations of the fuse box, stop tap for mains water, time switch for heating, and other domestic matters were meticulously listed. There were instructions regarding keys and phone numbers for doctor, vet, police, emergency electrical breakdowns, and a builder. Thea didn't ask why she might want to phone a builder over Christmas. And unlike many of her employers, Philip gave a detailed itinerary of where they would be on any given date, and how best to get hold of them. Getting hold of homeowners was something Thea very rarely did, even when there was news for them.